welcome you all now to join me in the New Testament, James chapter 5. I'll begin reading at the 13th verse, and I will conclude at the 20th verse. And this is the word of God. Are there any among you suffering? They should pray. Are any cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. And anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being like us, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain, and the earth yielded its harvest. My brothers and sisters, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and is brought back by another, you should know that whoever brings back a sinner from wandering will save the sinner's soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Uh, and for this afternoon, uh, for a time I'd like to use for a sermonic uh, title, uh, We All Have a Part. We all have a part. My brothers and sisters, uh, we often times wonder how we can contribute uh, to uh, the life of the church. And sometimes uh, many of you come to us as pastors uh, suggesting how you can also contribute to the life of the church. But know this one important thing is that we all have a part to play in the life of the church. And what's unique about the church is that it's not supposed to be a process in which we're every Sunday or every week simply spectators, mm -hmm. uh, that we come to church to hear great music, uh, or we come to church to hear a good word, uh, or we come to church to get something, but we don't come to give something. Mm -hmm. uh, that the purpose of being in worship is that we all have a gift, a talent, or we all have a responsibility for the life of the church. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some things that we often don't think about uh, when we're not in leadership or pastors of the church, uh, is that uh, these, the lights, the AC, the heater, uh, the many comforts that we have in church, these things cost money. While the church is not taxed by the federal government, Con Edison and others, they expect some bills to be paid. 
they don't give us these things for free because we're religious or we're Christians. Uh, these things require responsibility from each and every one of us. Uh, we've all heard of this situation in many churches, uh, how far we've come. And uh, certainly Alan can attest to how far you've come. Uh, when you put your faith and see your responsibility into doing what God has called you to do, that God will build up and do what needs to be done for God's church. But at the end of the day, when we walk in and walk out of the church, we have to ask ourselves, what is our responsibility? Uh, what can we do to contribute to the life of the church? Uh, one thing I've often done as a pastor, when we will have meetings and such, I will put forth proposals, my ideas. I always encourage my members that if you disagree, feel free to disagree with me. I am, my skin is very thick. Feel, feel free to disagree. But if you disagree with something that I put forth, make sure you have something to put in place and an alternative. It's not good enough to say no uh, to something. If you want to say no, then what is your plan to make something happen? But there's a problem, and this problem has to be fixed. If you don't like my way, then let's try your way uh, to see if we can get there in a proper way. We all have a part. Yes. Not just to play lip service, not just to, to look nice, not just to, to do the normal things. We all have a part in the church. And you don't have to be ordained to pray mm -hmm. for one another. Yes. To pray for your brothers and your sisters. You don't have to be ordained to do that in the, in the privacy of your own home. To pray for one another. You don't have to be a Whitney Houston or Aretha Franklin or Mariah Carey to, to sing on the choir. Uh, the words is make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And, and believe it or not, there's some people who have powerful enough voice, they'll, 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 they'll drown out any imperfections that you may have. But if you have a gift and a desire to sing for the Lord, sang songs of praises to the Lord. Yes. You don't have to be the best Christian in the world to go out and visit the sick, mm -hmm. to visit the elderly, to see how they are doing. Uh, we all have a part to take care of one another. And when I often read the scriptures, and I'm sure some of you as well, uh, one thing that's a little jarring uh, is that they used to share with one another. We see in the scriptures, Tell one another about your sins. Mm -hmm. uh, that's something that we kind of say, no, that's none of your business anymore because we're worried that it might end up on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram uh, these days. But the early church, uh, they were really, really a family. A family shared their issues yes. with one another. You didn't, when your family shares something, you didn't put it out to other people. You held that in confidence with one another, that we are supposed to pray for one another, not talk about one another, but pray for one another because no one is perfect. We all have issues. We all have shortcomings. Mm -hmm. And what I'm struggling with, there might be someone here who struggled with it 20 years ago and overcame it. I may need you to help me through the process. But now, because unfortunately we're in this, in a different era, and we don't trust people as often as we do, it shows a breakdown of the family, a breakdown of the church. And we have to get back to that place where we can confide and trust in one another uh, with those things. Because this is a journey. This life is a journey. We can't make it alone. Mm -hmm. 
And this is why we join churches, because we, we have to support one another. Yeah. We have to support one another when those troubles in life come, and when we have those doubts and those insecurities. We need one another to get through. Sometimes we're not going to have, as Pastor said earlier, it's okay to not have a good day. Sometimes we need someone else to hold us up when we're having those bad days. Sometimes we need those people to encourage us when, when we're just not feeling right. Sometimes we need someone to, to, to be there and hold our hands. If we're, we're not in that place, we need one another. We simply cannot do this alone. And while we might be humans, we can do these things. And as we welcome in new members on today with the right hand of fellowship, uh, this is the process. Well, you all have a part to play in the life of the church. Yeah. Have to, this pastor, I can assure you, if you have gifts and talents, you can contribute and plan and, and put it into action, he will see to it that it can. We need more members who are, who are bold enough to do that and trust in yourself and your gifts and your abilities to help one another. This is how we reach out into the communities and we go beyond the four walls of the church because we all have a part to play in the life of our churches. And sometimes that part means that we have to do things that we haven't done before, uh, that we have to trust that God moves and does things that are not comfortable for us, but we know that God goes wherever we are. Uh, that God blesses whatever we do because God is a competent God. We have to ask ourselves, what is your part? What part have you been playing in the life of the church? Have you been playing a part that is positive? Have you been playing a part that's negative? Have you been passive or have you been active? These are questions that you have to ask yourself on today. But my brothers and sisters, God wants Christians who are about action, yeah. not sitting on the sidelines. God wants Christians who are not afraid to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. God wants Christians who are willing to stand up and say what thus says the Lord. Yeah. And the truth is, sometimes when you do what the Lord says, there are going to be people who don't agree with you. Yeah. Uh, not everyone's going to be in your side, and we can't expect everything to be a popularity contest. When God does something, a lot of the times it's not going to be popular with a lot of people. Uh, but when we do things for God, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, it wasn't popular, believe it or not, during the Civil Rights Movement for churches to get involved in the boycotts and such. A lot of churches said, no, we don't want to be a part of that because we don't want the, the, the majority to mess with us. So we're going to stay in the background. Let's just keep quiet and do what we need to do. But there were others who said, no, we have to, as a church, stand up against these injustices. And a lot of them, were, a lot of them faced death threats. A lot of them died. But to be a Christian means that we are not afraid of these things. Uh, we can't be afraid of men and women who may be able to do harm to our bodies. We should be more afraid of the God who controls our soul, because our soul is the thing that lives on forever. All the bodies that are here in this church today, it's going to perish. It's going to go back to its organic matter, to, to what it once was, to dust. But our souls are the things that we ought to be concerned about. And when we love one another, we move past these issues and past who we like and who we don't like and, 
and all these other things, and we do what God has called for us to do. Uh, we move past whether the fact that we're not going to worship or do what God has called us to do because we don't like certain things or the way things. No, we come to church to serve God. We, we, we do what God has, has called for us to do. Whether it's sunshine outside or whether it's rainy, whether it's hot or whether it's cold, we serve God. God is a God during all, all seasons. And God is going to be God regardless of how we feel in this particular moment. So we have to trust God and know what our part is. And God is waiting for us to, to admit that we have a part in the first place. And that we move past our fears and our doubts and say, God, use me. Use me in whatever way that you can use me. And no part, no role, no gift, no talent is greater than another gift or talent. What God has called for you to do is what God has called for you to do. And you do the best with that gift or talent that God has given you to do. And you show that your appreciation, your gratefulness for those gifts and talents by doing it in a spirit of excellence and doing it in a way that God would expect for all of us to do. And when you do it in the spirit of excellence, God will continue to bless. God will continue to expand. God will continue to hold you up and allow you to move through different things. And again, we have those bad days. We have bad weeks and we have bad months. But when we know that God has called for us to do a thing, we have nothing to worry about. When we know that God has called for us to do something, we have nothing to fear. When we know that God is in the midst of what we are doing, we don't have to worry about whether we're going to be successful or not. We just need to be, be there on God's side. It's not our place to worry about success being successful. Mother Teresa said, it is whether we are being faithful. Um, God wants to see what our faith is and what we do. So my brothers and sisters, I pray that today that we see our part and to the new members who are about to join this family today, that you recognize your part as well, that we all have a part to play in our worship. We all have a part to play in the life of the church. We all have a part to play in the communities in which we worship and which we live, and that God will bless us to do what we need to do in those regards. Because God is alive and well. God is not a character to read in the Bible. God is alive and well. God is in this place today. The Holy Spirit is alive and well. That's what we felt in this place. Jesus is not just a character. Jesus is alive and well. He rose from the dead. Uh, he is actually alive, so I'm grateful. I'm grateful I can call on the name of Jesus during my difficult times, and I know something's going to happen. I'm grateful uh, that even though it may confound science, that, that when we call on the name of Jesus and we believe in God, God can heal things that even doctors can't heal, and God can make ways when science can't even approve. I'm grateful that I have that faith and I have a right to believe that way, that God can do all things, not just some things, but God is able to do all things to those who believe. So don't give up on your faith. Don't let anyone uh, alter your faith or put you down, but believe and continue to push forward and do what God has called you to do because each and every one of you has a part to play in the life of the church. Amen? God bless you. Thank you.